Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Two men. Fifteen minutes. Eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. His glory I will see. I will Welcome to the podcast. We're so glad that you've joined us for the conversation. We've got an episode on Acts chapter 20. So excited about that. Whether it's your uh, late night walk or early morning commute, we're so glad that you want to spend some time looking at the Word of God with us. Edwin, what's our text for today? Acts chapter 20, verses 17 through 23. I am reading from the English Standard Version. Now from Miletus, he sent to Ephesus and called the elders of the church to come to him. And when they came to him, he said to them, You yourselves know how I lived among you the whole time from the first day that I set foot in Asia, serving the Lord with all humility and with tears and with trials that happened to me through the plots of the Jews, how I did not shrink from declaring to you anything that was profitable and teaching you in public and from house to house, testifying both to Jews and to Greeks of repentance toward God and of faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. And now, Behold, I am going to Jerusalem constrained by the Spirit, not knowing what will happen to me there, except that the Holy Spirit testifies to me in every city that imprisonment and afflictions await me. Let's go ahead and stop there. I want to back up a little bit. Andrew, how did we get here? Who's he talking to? Yeah, so one of the things that we observed as we began uh, talking through Acts chapter 20 over the last couple of days is that the Apostle Paul is actually in the midst of a, a great journey. Uh, he is trying to get to Jerusalem. He is trying to get to Jerusalem by the day of Pentecost, so he's got a window of time. Uh, he spent, uh, we noticed, uh, a week uh, in Troas, that he might meet with the church there and break bread, which was the Lord's Supper, encourage them in the word. But as he has continued his travels on, he now seems to be needing to make time. And so uh, skipping the port at Ephesus, he goes on to the port at Miletus, but he does feel compelled to meet with, as you read, the elders, the leaders of the church at Ephesus. So he sends for them. So they make a little travel on foot down to the port, uh, apparently where Paul's going to have just a little layover is that the proper terminology uh getting on another ship and going to be doing some more sailing and some more traveling trying to get to jerusalem paul clearly had a special relationship with the ephesian church and these ephesian elders you know it's one built on time when we were looking at acts chapter 19 we realized that he spent uh you know over a year with them right and uh, a couple of years a couple of years right and so fortifying that church appointing elders in that church just great great history with that congregation and so he's needing to speak to them. I think we see in part why this conversation needs to happen because he shares with them that he is having, um, I guess the word is revelation. It, it, he's, it's being shown to him what lays ahead, chains, sufferings. So is he going to go back this way again? I'm not sure, but he's got a word to share with them now. I, I've, I've often considered here, tell me what you think about this. I've often considered that Paul understood he wants to meet with the Ephesian elders, but if he went to Ephesus, he's he's got a relationship, not just with the elders, but with the church. Mm. And even the town, we had the riot there, and there were there were folks even involved in the community that were friends with him that wanted to keep him out of the riot. Remember the Asiarch yep, yeah. sent word to him and said, don't go in there. Yeah. I think Paul understands. I'm in a hurry. I get to Ephesus. I'm going to end up staying there for some time, but I need to speak with my brothers, the Ephesian elders. Ephesus had been his center of operations for a couple of years that got the gospel out all across Asia. All over Asia. 
So we know that the Colossian church seemed to have been started because of his work there at Ephesus, even though Paul himself doesn't seem to be the one who started it. There was one in Laodicea. I think we know there's one in Hierapolis. There's just some other places right around there. Probably those seven churches of Asia. I was going to say, I think there's at least seven. (laughs) Came from that work that started in Ephesus. Ephesus. And so Paul, I think, understands if I go there, I'm going to linger there. I got to hurry up, but I have to meet with these brothers. He has a sad message for them. He believes he's not ever going to see them again. Now, that's not true. And it demonstrates that not everything an apostle said was inspired by God. But what has been inspired, what he ha- what has been revealed to him is he is going to face these chains. He is going to uh, face imprisonment. The Spirit does say you got some hard times ahead. He doesn't know exactly how that's going to end up, though. So the Ephesian elders do end up being sad because they think they're never going to see him again. It's interesting as he uh, calls back to some of their shared experiences as he begins the conversation with them. You know, he, he points out that you remember how we were serving the Lord. Verse 19 is kind of what I'm honing in, uh, homing in on here. Serving the Lord with all humility, with many tears and trials, which happened to me by the plotting of the Jews. That's what sticks in his mind, or that's what's recalled right now. But it was actually the Gentile riots that kind of, uh, you know, pushed him on down the road and out of town. Uh, But it did start with that. I mean, there at Ephesus, there were those difficulties uh, early on in chapter 19 with the Jews uh, as he's preaching the word to Jews and Gentiles alike. He says while he was there, this is what catches my attention. I did not shrink from teaching you anything that was profitable. I taught you everything that was profitable. Then he says, I did it publicly and I did it from house to house. Mm -hmm. In your opinion, what's the difference between the public and the house to house? I think a lot of times we use a distinction of the idea of public or private. uh, And maybe that kind of gets to it. But house to house is going to be in homes, one-on-one, individually. Uh, Publicly is the idea of speaking to an assembly, you know, whether it's in a market space somewhere, whether it's an assembly of the church, speaking at a, you know, a a school or, but, you know, a, a designated time, people are coming together. House to house is more personal. Today, if we were going to follow the same example of Paul teaching, preaching publicly and from house to house, how would we do that? Hmm. Well, um, I think it would be about how we're dividing up time, of course, making appointments. Uh, But I think that there needs to be hospitality. Someone has to open up their house to invite a teacher in. When I hear this, one of the things that always comes to my mind is Cornelius. Mm. Cornelius had the vision. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're, we're reaching yeah. back Acts several 10. weeks now. Acts we're 10. like 10 weeks ago, two and a half months ago, Acts chapter 10. He has the vision. He sends for Peter. By the time Peter gets there, who was there? Yeah, it was Cornelius. It was all of his household that he had gathered together. And, yeah, and his friends. Mm-hmm. He's got just a whole bunch of people. It's not a public gathering. But it's a it, full house. But <laughs> <laughs> is it a fuller house? No, full, just just full house. Just full house. We're not rebooting yet. <laughs> but, well, maybe we are. Paul is rebooting this <laughs> these full house meetings from house to house. I guess the thing that I want to get across is, 
boy, what we need are Corneliuses. On Monday, we talked about the fact that it doesn't take just Pauls. It takes Sopaters and Timothys and Tychicuses. And Sanguins and Cholerics. And oh, like you heard. <laughs> you heard all those special words that Jackson was sharing. I know people People were looking at their Bible saying, the Choleric must be in there. There's a lot of names. <laughs> It takes different kind of people. And when we talk about it taking different kinds of people, it takes different kinds of actions. And there's a lot of people that say, I want to be Paul, but I'm scared to be Paul. I'm not sure that I can teach the lessons. I'm not sure that I know my Bible well enough to talk to people. Mm. But we also need the the folks, the Corneliuses, who invite yeah. the friends and neighbors over to the house where Paul or Peter get to speak. I think about Mary, the mother of John Mark. You know, when Peter was released from prison and prayer is going on from house to house within the church. Here's somebody who owns a house. What has she done? She's gathered the brethren together for prayer. So prayer. Peter can come talk. We yeah. uh, Not everybody is the Paul. Some are the Mary. Some are the Corneliuses. Some are the, the people who have the church in their home. Some of the people are those who invite their friends and neighbors into their home and say, hey, I, I'm going to have a Bible study. Why don't you come over? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We need people to do that. Yes. Yes, are, we do. What are some other things that we need people to do that aren't just being Paul? That aren't just being Paul. Yeah, I mean, okay. I mean, we, I mean, we, I mean if, if we're opening up like that, we yeah, have let's seen open it up. All kinds of good folks here in the Book of Acts. You know, I, even as you talk about that, I think about Sister Dorcas. I, I think about how the impact she had in that congregation. Uh, and, you know, as, as we're going uh, back into the archives of text talk now, <laughs> uh, we we made the point at that time. That uh, here is a lady who, because of her good deeds and particularly ministering to widows, I mean, obviously that's going to be working, going from house to house. And yet, when she died, this was a this was a wound the church could not handle. And where you have a Stephen who is not raised from the dead, where you have a James who is not raised from the dead, Tabitha is raised from the dead. <laughs> Gotta have a Tabitha. That's so not fair. I'm thinking of 1 Peter chapter 4. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 8. Above all, keep loving one another earnestly since love covers a multitude of sins. Show hospitality to one another without grumbling. As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Whoever speaks as one who speaks oracles of God, whoever serves as one who serves by the strength that God supplies in order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To him belong glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Amen. So, yes. We're part of a kingdom that is not just built publicly. It's publicly and it's from house to house. I know we're supposed to be disciple-making disciples. And I also recognize that we need to be a disciple-making body. Mm -hmm. And me being a disciple-making disciple may not necessarily mean that I have been the one that actually has a Bible study and gets to the end of it and invites someone to get baptized. I may be the hospitable person Mm -hmm. who is hospitable without grumbling, who recognizes God has blessed me with a home. What should I do with it? I should be bringing people into it. And I especially should be bringing people into it to hear the gospel proclaimed and taught. I need to be bringing my friends in. Mm -hmm. I need Mm -hmm. to come up with these opportunities for them to hear the gospel in my home. I need to have my brothers and sisters into my home. Yeah. Serve. He says some people can speak, other people can serve. Again, 
it's and not all and all of this without grumbling by the way you yeah, know that, that's yeah. the other passage there in peter it it, it you know you're you're kind of hitting on some people say well I, I don't know if i can be this person and then there's other christians that got to work on an attitude that says well i don't want to be that person Ooh, yeah oh that's tough right there we got to work on that one i, I don't want to leave the impression that if you feel like you have the gift of speaking when you see the opportunity to serve oh that's not my gift i'm a speaker i'm not a servant or if or if you're a servant and there's the and if you're, you're a servant and someone comes up to you and says, you know, I've been reading my Bible and I want to know what have I got to do to be saved? You don't look at him and say, I'm really sorry. I'm more of a servant. I'm not a speaker. I wish you'd, wish you'd found Paul today. You're, you're just out of luck. No, we're not going to be doing any of that. But we do understand my abilities, my opportunities, my resources. God has not given those to me merely for me to use them for myself, to enjoy them. It's okay to enjoy them. But he's given those to me so I can bring glory to him and serve one another. Why do I own a car? Mm -hmm. So I can serve people. So I can bring glory to God. Why do I have a home? So I can serve people and bring glory to God. Why Why do I have a job? So I can serve people and bring glory to God. Why do I – anything. Mm -hmm. So I can serve people and bring glory to God. I don't have to be Paul. Mm -hmm. I, I, can, I can be the other part of this team. We keep coming back to that this week. But that's, I do want to get back to the public and house to house because that's really where we started. For this to happen now, somebody's got to be open in their homes. Yeah. Yeah. We need the person who's willing to do that. Yeah. And I will tell you, I'm so glad that uh, you've at least uh, opened up a little bit of time here to tune in to Text Talk. To join in in this conversation, you send an email, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org. And we'd appreciate that feedback so much. Subscribe. Give us five stars. Send us an email. We'd love to hear from you. We're going to close the program today with a word of prayer. Edwin, why won't you lead us? God in heaven, thank you so much for the day you've allowed us to have here. For this time, we get to talk about the text for Acts, for Acts chapter 20. For this example of Paul being able to preach not only publicly, but from house to house, may we have folks who not only preach, who not only preach publicly, but those who open up their homes so that the gospel can be proclaimed to their friends, to their neighbors, to their family, that we can gather churches together and people from within the church together so that we can use everything that we have to serve others and bring glory and honor to you. May that be our greatest goal. God, who do we have in heaven but you? And there is no, no one and nothing we desire on earth beside you. We love you so very much. Thank you for loving us first. Through your son Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians Who Meet on Livingston Avenue this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge wrote and sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast so others can learn about it more easily. Have a great day. Well.